everyone, and welcome to the Global Breast Cancer Survivors event. At this time, I welcome our co-host, Ragnis Sinikis. She's the CEO and founder of World Woman Conference and Awards, and she's an award-winning author. And I also welcome our Master of Ceremonies, Dr. Lakeisha James. She's the CEO and founder of Designer Events by Lakeisha. Welcome, Dr. James. Hi, everybody. Hi. So I'd like to welcome you to the Global Breast Cancer Survivors event. I am your I'm your Master of Ceremony, Dr. Lakeisha James, for the evening. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. This month of October is celebrated for many reasons, but tonight we will celebrate our survivors. We will hear from some survivors that are continuing to make an impact, sharing their story. So let's get started. I want to introduce to you our host. Our host is Regeline Sabat. She's the CEO and founder of Life Service Center of America, LLC. She's a motivational keynote speaker award-winning author of The Walk With Me and God First Books that has been endorsed by Les Brown. She is the co-author for several best-selling book collaborations and life coach and confidence coach. First-generation Haitian-American financial expert, Florida chapter leader for the World Women's Conference and Awards, the host of Walk With Me podcast on JRQ-TV, domestic violence advocate, sexual assault advocate, breast cancer advocate, human trafficking advocate, and mental health advocate, and et cetera. Welcome, Regeline. And I'd like to introduce you our co-host, Ragne Sinikis. As you guys know, she has been introduced before, but she is the founder of World Women's Conference and Awards, Women Entrepreneurs TV, and Changemakers Coach, and she's a public speaker. Welcome, Ragne. Thank you. Thank you very much. Obviously, Gigi, my, my uh, deepest, uh, deepest congratulations and admiration because you are the, the one that always uh, opens those topics and uh, the... the the things that nobody else really wants to talk about or it's too painful to to bring out so uh, today i want to congratulate every single one of you who you showed up today because uh, your story your experience can help someone so much that you have no idea because uh, we are talking about something which is very intimate which uh, takes a lot of courage which takes a lot of uh, patience which takes a lot of uh, strength and self-belief to overcome and what is very very hard for our not only for for us or for a person who has the cancer but also to the family to the friends to everybody that surrounds us because it also makes everybody surrounds us uh, who's surrounding us so vulnerable and, uh, and uh, it's so hard to be next to someone when you don't know how to help. So I hope that this, uh, this event will serve you, uh, will add value to you, and more than anything else, uh, gives you some guidelines or gives you hope and gives you something that you can take with you, take action today in order to, uh, to see the, the future uh, ahead of you and not just as a survivor but also someone that uh, that if you are supporting or we have also doctors today with us uh, who are, are are seeing the other side of the, of the story that all of us will bring you something that uh, you can actually really um, really take into consideration and maybe that part or this little part or little information will serve you a lot and give you a result that you're really looking forward and my final words 
with better awareness, we can make better choices and with better choices, we get better results. And this is why we are here to serve you, every single one of us. And ladies, I can't wait to, uh, to hear your stories. And this is why we are here to serve you, every single one of us. And ladies, I can't wait to, uh, to hear your stories. And this to introduce our first speaker, Dr. Angelica Benavides. She is a global transformational leader. She believes that together we can make a bigger impact. She is the founder of Heal to Write Bootcamp, where authors heal, write, and get clear on their message while creating their story brand. And she's also known as Dr. B. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our first speaker, Dr. Angelica Benavides. Thank you, Dr. Lakeisha and Gigi. Thank you so much. And Regne, it's a pleasure being with all of you here, all of, all of, all of these beautiful ladies. Thank you for this moment. Um, you know, playing the game of life, especially when you have cancer, is a big theme. And it's something that we need to be able to really understand and get because when you're going to through cancer and anything in life, you know, it's, we, we experience chaos in our lives and it's really learning how do we play the game when we're struggling. And when you get that and you understand it and you begin to feel the feelings of being human. And if you're sad, be sad. If you're happy, be happy. If you're angry, be angry, but do it in that moment and release it you know, and experience and being human and live unapologetically, you know, just show up, be who you are, stand in your whole being of existence without asking for forgiveness. If you want to experience something, stop making excuses because they had given me they said that with somebody, the type of cancer that I had, which is HERS2 positive, only 20% of women actually make it and live. They said that I would probably have five years to live. And here I am, you know, now I'm at what, eight years going, maybe in nine years, I am living every moment, like every moment counts. And you have to make those moments count and stop making excuses because if you're living, it's something beautiful to be grateful for. You see, we live in the mind, in the body, and in the spirit, which is like a trinity, right, of experiences. So you have to align your whole being. You have to align what you're thinking, what you're believing, what you value with your actions, with your feelings, with your emotions, so that you can really begin to take action. I really want to thank my kids because in those dark moments when I was told I had cancer at the beginning, it was like, like, it was like me, like, I, I just couldn't even believe it. Like it, it just didn't even register in my being because it was like, it happens to that person and that person and that person, but it, it wasn't supposed to happen to me yet. It did. It happened. to me. I have um, double mastectomy. I try to save my twins, you know, by having lumpectomy. I had three lumpectomies to try to save them. And I couldn't because at the end it was like, okay, I tried all these alternative ways of trying to heal and make things better. And yet at the end it was like, okay, I'm not going to have my twins. I'm not going to have my babies, but how can I 
keep living and finding happiness in this chaos. And, and then now it's about, it's about also learning to be sexy after cancer, right? So I am going to have a panel on sexy after cancer, because I think it's a big topic that has recently hit me because I started dating again, and then the sex and the sexy and the boobies and the whole being is like, ah, you go into shock, right? And and it's okay. It's okay to go into shock. It's okay to experience what you need to experience. And it's okay to accept who you are. Love yourself. Practice self-care, you know? And then surround yourself by beautiful people. Like these amazing ladies have been my support in so many ways. And it's already been what, two, three years with Regne and Lakeisha and Gigi. And now uh, I've met these wonderful ladies that are here also on this panel. And it's amazing to know them. You need to surround yourself by great people. So when you need to have somebody boost you up and lift your spirit again, they'll do that for you. And then your family, my kids, I remember one day it, it, my hair was falling, you know, you have little bald spots and my son came and it was like one o'clock at night. And he's like, mom, it's time. And I was time for what? He's like time to shave your head. And by that time they had already shaved their head. They supported the space that I was in. And I cried like a baby and, and but I never asked why I never asked why it was happening to me because I'm getting a little emotional, but because it happens to others, then it became, why not me, right? So when you honor that space of why not me and you enjoy every moment and embrace it, and then you dare to be you even after cancer, which is what I wanna name our next books. Some of these ladies will be in that book that's coming up this month. So, just dare to be you no matter what happens in your life. And when you need someone, just pick up the phone and contact them because they're going to be there for you. So again, I really want to thank these beautiful ladies for allowing me this space, for supporting me in so many ways that I've needed them. Thank you. And I honor you. Thank you, Dr. B. Sexy after the cancer. I'm really looking forward to that. And I like that. Dare to be you. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Every time I hear your story, you say something different and it empowers me in a different way. So thank you so much for being transparent and sharing your story and continue to make an impact on all you do. Thank you. Our next speaker is Lindy Eldridge. She is your chef happiness officer and founder of Happiness Jungle, Jungle LLC. Number one is her national best-selling author, keynote speaker, breast cancer survivor, humorist, entrepreneur, co-brand partner with Les Brown. Lindy is also the creator, producer, TV personality of the four-year running Happiness Jungle TV show. Host of I'm Crazy But You Can't Look me up podcast i love that the creator of happiness jungle emotional support body pillow for emotional support lindy is a true trauma to triumph survivor she came from the school of hard knocks has a new york state of mind her success has always grown because her formula works happiness equals success and it's never the other way around and she is also known as wooby ladies and gentlemen please welcome our next speaker lindy eldridge well, thank you so, so much. I'm not a chef. I'm the chief. <laughs> and the podcast is called I'm Crazy, But You Can't Lock Me Up. 
So thank you so, so much. I really appreciate you. I appreciate everything. You know, in life, there's going to be a lot of things that go on. When I found out that I had the breast cancer, I just want to share with you, I was going through a lot of different hard times in other areas of my life. I was the caretaker of my mom. May she rest in peace. Her name was Hurricane Francis. She was mean. I was also going through a separation, which ended up in a divorce. Because when people can't be there for you during your hardest times, it's time to let go with love and, and forgiveness. So when I found out I had the breast cancer, just like everybody else, we become very paralyzed, you know, those words. And it takes a while for it really to sink in. I want to talk to you all about your mindset and about being present in the moment right now. Don't go beyond right now. Allow yourself to have your feelings, but also allow yourself to move on from your feelings. So what do I mean by that? When I found out that I had the breast cancer, um, I wasn't going to own it. And that's why I do call it the breast cancer. And um, I found that at the very early stage. But what was going on in my personal life was also very chaotic. This is what I found out. I had to listen to the doctor. And when the doctor said to me, you need to remove everything that's stressing you out off your plate, that's exactly what I did. And I had to live in the moment. I had to take every moment as it was gifted to me by God, because that's exactly what it is. And I couldn't allow my mind to race ahead of me to predict what kind of cancer do I have? What stage am I on? Am I in? And I share that with you because when I found out I had the breast cancer, we were also going into a three-day holiday. And they went ahead and they did the mammogram. They saw it. They asked me to go for another one. I did. Then it was time for the biopsy. Now, here was the trick. The biopsy was done on that Friday. It was a three-day weekend. I wasn't going to find out what the results were until Tuesday. And I had no idea what time on Tuesday. But here's what I knew. I knew I could not control anything that was out of my control. I already knew that I had the breast cancer. That was it. And so when I shared the news with my children and my closest loved ones, I had to let them know that I have to let them know that it's happening, but to please honor my wishes and let's continue to have a great weekend and not allow the diagnosis of the breast cancer to rule or ruin my time that I had with my children because I was up in New Hampshire just visiting because I was down in Florida taking care of my mom. So I want to talk to you about the power of your mind. When you know what you know, you got to be okay with that. Don't try to predict anything else of what is going to happen or what else is going on. So when I found out I had the breast cancer, that was enough for me to digest. When I had to tell my children, I had to also plant the seed in them that I'm going to be okay. But I need my tribe, my people, the ones that say that they love me the most to have the same mindset as me. So we are all enjoying our time together. Now, during that time, I did get a divorce three weeks into radiation and I had to let go of it. I had to forgive my former husband who I was with for 14 years. 
to be able to not be present for me. And it wasn't my car, my challenge of what was going on with him. The only thing I can control is releasing and letting go. Did I cry? I did cry. Was I hurt because he couldn't be with me? Absolutely. And I allowed myself to have those feelings, but I didn't stay there. I allowed myself to cry. I allowed myself to release. I allowed myself for forgiveness so I could move through the healing process much healthier. And I know it's difficult. And I'm not saying that it was an easy task. It wasn't. However, because of all of these survivors that you see before you today, they were my rock. I knew for a fact that if each and every one of these ladies had a story that I could listen to and there was positive affirmation, that's what I wanted to strive for. And I would, and I totally refused being in a pity party. It doesn't work. What it does is it aggravates you. And when I found out that cancer loves sugar and loves stress, I knew I had to knock those two right out of the ballpark. And that's exactly what I did. So when you find yourself in that woes me, it's okay. But make sure that you are always speaking with and getting advice from people that understand how to have that positive mindset so you can take care of yourself, self-love, be in the process of healing whatever that is. And when you're speaking with your doctor, one of the biggest questions that I would always give back to my doctor when she asked me a question, for instance, Lindy, what do you want to do? Do you want a lumpectomy? Do you want a partial mastectomy? Do you want a full mastectomy? All of this was so foreign to me. This question was thrown to me and I did not know the answer because I didn't even know how to process that I had the breast cancer. So here was the magical question. Doctor, if I was your mother, your aunt, your daughter, somebody who you loved, if I was you with what you know about my cancer, my stage, which was carcinoma cancer, what would you do? What would you tell your loved ones to do? And she shared with me lumpectomy. I said, let's do it. She said, do you want a second opinion? I said, who would I go to? I don't even know anybody. And I loved her and I trusted her and I could feel that this was the right doctor for me. I said, you're my doctor. She said, okay. I said, let's go. She says, you want to fast track it? I said, fast track it? I'm already on the train. Let's go. I'll meet you in the surgery room. So with that, ladies, just be able to understand that your mindset is extremely powerful. Stay on a positive track. Do not hang around or talk to people that want to cry with you. Talk to people that want to laugh with you. I am the author of a book called Squeeze My Tatas. You're only one mammogram away from knowing. It's an empowering book to help us each get through this stage of wherever we are so we can get through it together. I love you. I'm holding hands with you. I'm grateful that this month is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. It's also Domestic Violence Awareness Month. This is my month. It's also my birth month. And it was the month that I had the breast cancer surgery. And this month, next Wednesday, 
at 12 o'clock, I am going to find out that I am five years breast cancer free because that's what I know to be true. Thank you so, so much for allowing me to enter into you, pour into you, and more importantly, we're all here for you because that's what we do. I love you all very, very much. Big hugs, big hugs. Thank you. Thank you much. Thank you so much for sharing. Being present in the moment. I think a lot of us need to learn to be present in the moment. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Our next speaker is Dr. Michelle Morris. Dr. Michelle is a survivor of multiple life challenges to include a traumatic brain injury and breast cancer. She guides others to recognize the Inuit gifts within them, stop apologize for what they are not, and step into who they truly are. She accomplishes this thought one-on-one and group coaching, training events, keynote talks, her books, and podcasts. Dr. Michelle has been awarded the Inspirational Women of Excellence Award from the Women Economic Forum, New Delphi, India, the John Maxwell Team Cultural Award for Positive Attitude, has speaking parts in a few sci-fi movies. Check out the imdb.com database for her. She has been featured on hundreds of podcasts, radio programs, several magazines, quoted in the books, and has a habit of breaking out into song. Her books, Eat, Drink, and Be Merry, A Glimpse into a Life Well-Lived, It's Not, it's not Luck, Overcoming You, and 13 Steps to Riches Desire. Dr. Michelle's driving thought is that every day is a gift. Tomorrow is never promised. Every moment is an opportunity to be the best version of you unapologetically. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our next speaker, Dr. Michelle Morris. Thank you so much for having me. And what I wanted to share with all of you today is know thyself. We are all on these panels. You watch them, you see things on TV. It's Breast Cancer Month. We are exposed to what to look for, what to be weary about with breast cancer. So if you're on this and you haven't had breast cancer, but you know someone in your world who has breast cancer, pay attention. Because basically we all have a cancer gene in us floating around and we do something in our lives or we don't or our genetics and it snips it on, okay? I'm a preparer. By my background, I'm an engineer, so I am always doing statistics in my head of if-then statements or if this goes this way and if A, B goes this way, then what will I do if B happens? What will I do if C happens? So when the breast cancer entered my world, I had already watched many of my friends and family go through breast cancer. I watched them go through the trauma of deciding breast or no breast, go or no go chemo or no chemo. I mean, I watched other people. I observed and I said to myself, God forbid, if I had to go through this, what would I do? What would you do? So what happened was when I found out I had the breast cancer, I like how you do that, <laughs> is because I told the doctor immediately, what is this? She said, it's pageant's disease of the breast. I said, what the heck is that? I said, I just had a mammogram. I didn't have a lump. What do you mean I have cancer? And she said, it's an outward manifestation of cancer. And she went through this blah, 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 blah. And I went, stop. Will it come back? Yes. Where is it now? Right breast. When will it come back? She says, within 12 months, it'll come back in your other breast. And we'll be lucky if we catch it because there were no real signs until it had started seeping out of me. Now, let me know thyself back. 
when you're a little girl and you first started your period, they told you, if anything ever comes out of your nipple, you better let somebody know. Well, when I was pregnant, things came out of my nipple. So it's milk, right? Then later it was a clogged milk duct. This time it was a gray fluid. It was sticky. So I sat on it. I didn't say anything. It took me two months to get into my doctor. By the time the doctor figured out what it was, it was six months after, total of nine months really, before they realized it was breast cancer that was causing this breast to leak. Guess where it happened? The biggest. They did a mammogram to prove to me I didn't have cancer. When they squished my boob, blood came out. Not all cancers show up as lumps. Do not sit on it like I did and think, maybe, just maybe, it's not what I think it is. My next thing is know thyself. Don't go on the internet and look it up. Go talk to your doctor and tell him everything. Because here's the thing. We think of our breast, and as women, we are defined by our breast and our bodies. This is your life. Your doctor can only work on what they know by what you tell them. And so many of us do not see doctors for years. And then we go to the doctor and they do. We think there's something there. Do you take any meds? No. Yes, you do. Don't lie. Tell them everything you're taking. Tell them everything that's happening in your body. Tell them everything you can. As soon as you start noticing something's up, take notes. I'm a big journalist. So I am always journaling what's going on in my body. Know thyself. Don't lie to your healthcare providers because the only way they could save you is if you tell them the truth. Don't be modest. Don't say, yeah, this hurts, but I'm not gonna tell them about the pain that's radiating down my back. They need to know. Now, in my case, you can't tell right now, but if you ever go to my website, my name, I was 389 pounds when I discovered I had breast cancer. Now, I did everything in my power to help the doctors help me. I got very healthy. Like Lindy, I stopped all sugar. I stopped every chemical my body could not figure out what it was. I stopped it. I dropped 80 pounds. Then the whole cancer thing started and I dropped another 120. I'm down a total 240 pounds, not because of the cancer, but because I was giving my body a fighting chance. If it was going to fight with what my body was processing while I was trying to heal, I was, I was cutting myself at the, at the limb, right? I was, I was being my own Achilles heel. So if you want to be the best version of you, take care of you, know you, take notes of everything that you have in your arsenal so that when you talk to your doctor, they have everything they can possibly need to know about you. Find someone who you trust, someone that you know. I had many people do, you can't listen to that first doctor. What if they're wrong? What if they're right? I'm in the medical and in, in the, the military world. My, my husband's military. So I was in the military system. If I left my doctor to get a second opinion on the outside, it would have taken me another month or two to get into a doctor. In cancer, in that journey, time is of the essence. I have a very good friend who passed. We both were diagnosed at the same time. She refused to go to her doctor because she didn't want to hear it. 
She didn't want to know she had cancer. And she thought as long as she kept her eyes closed, it would just go away. Cancer doesn't do that. It gets bigger. So I beg you, I urge all of you, get exams, go in, let them poke and prod on us. Yes, it's annoying, but yes, it can save your life. The sooner they get it, the faster you get healed. The sooner you make a decision, the faster you get the heck out of there. So watch these people, watch all of us. We're going to share our, we're all sharing our stories. What if, what would you do? I had the benefit of my mother-in-law had leukemia. And so I watched her close. She was my mentor, my best friend. She was everything to me. So I watched her through her entire journey and her dying wish to me was, God forbid you ever have cancer, make decisions fast. Don't drag your feet, don't bury your head. This is life or death. And if you come into battle ready to fight, ready to do everything you need to do, the chances of breast cancer is to win because the medical world is so much better than they were 20 years ago. They, they can catch things, they can move things, the medical world, and we've got doctors on this call that can attest to that. Know thyself. If you must get a second opinion, then do it fast. But know yourself, share what you know, don't drag your feet. And as Lindy said, keep your mind up because every negative thought that you allow to dwell into your head raises all those hormones in your body that just feeds that cancer, just like sugar. And so many of us, if you will see us on these panels, we're usually pretty smiley. Why? Because we learned how to adjust our stress levels. We learned that life is too dang short to be petty. We know that any day we could walk out our door and get hit by a car, slip in our bathtub and die the same. At least we know what's coming at us. We take power in knowing. Take power in knowing yourself. And go be the best version of you unapologetically, because that is what I'm always preaching. And yes, I do want to sing, but I will resist at the moment. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you, Dr. Michelle. It's such an honor to be on this platform with you. Every time I hear you speak, I, you have me on the edge of my seats. Thank you so much for being transparent and always being, I mean, the great impact that you are. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Our next speaker is CJ Grace. Former BBC journalist CJ Grace is the author of the humorous self-help book, Adulterous Wife, How to Thrive Whether You Stay or Not, an international bestseller. When Ariana Huffington received a copy, she invited CJ to be the HuffPost contributor. CJ has written a second book, My Wild Ride, How to Thrive After Breast Cancer and Infidelity, release date October 2022. Congratulations on that. It is a candid comic memoir and cancer survivor guide. CJ dealt with the double whammy of discovering her husband's infidelity and shortly after being diagnosed with breast cancer by refusing to be the victim and keeping her wicked sense of humor. A lifelong Muncie Python fan, an eye for Black comedy pervades her writing and public speaking work. CJ has developed a six-part plan to help banish negative emotions and deal with any kind of adversity. CJ has a BB 
BBC broadcaster and voiceover artist in the UK, and later worked for China Radio International in Beijing. She is also a certified Kangon instructor. Now divorced in US space, CJ insists that the obstacles that have faced have enabled her to make midlife better than her younger days. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our next speaker, CJ Grace. Thank you so much, Lakeisha. Well, you know, I had a motto when I was dealing with both breast cancer and an unfaithful husband. If you don't laugh, you cry, and I would much rather laugh. I tried to find absurd humor in every situation I was facing. And I'm a two-time breast cancer survivor. I have one of those BRCA genes that gives me more susceptibility to getting cancer, but I really didn't want that cancer victim role. Numerous studies have shown that laughter has both psychological and physiological benefits. So what makes you laugh? For me, anything done by the Monty Python team works every time. As a former BBC journalist, I'd always prided myself on being up to date with world affairs. But when I was doing cancer treatment, I rarely bothered to keep up with the news because it's all bad news. Instead, I focused on comedies. Now, seeing humor in life isn't the same thing as always cultivating a positive attitude. That's hard to manufacture. And I can think of one or two people who sternly insisted that I had to stay positive when I was going through my cancer. And they themselves had manifested bucket loads of negativity when problems arose in their own lives. So of course, do whatever you can to keep your spirits up but don't ever feel bad about feeling bad. Each side of the positive thinking debate has research to support it. Some studies show a positive attitude does help cancer recovery, while others say that positive thinking doesn't improve the outcome. But the fact remains, it's impossible to be positive all the time, especially when you're faced with things like breast cancer or breast cancer treatment or being in pain. But laughter can take your mind off your difficulties. American political journalist Norman Cousins was immobile and in excruciating pain from ankylosing spondylitis that his doctor said he was unlikely to ever be able to recover from. But he found out that just watching stuff like Marx Brothers films and Candid Camera and getting 10 minutes of induced hearty laughter would give him two hours of painless sleep. And eventually he was almost completely pain free. So I'm a humorist, but also a very anal BBC trained journalist. And when I wrote my new self-help memoir, that's a uh, my Wild Ride, How to Thrive After Breast Cancer and Infidelity. It had to be not only funny, but also well-researched and hard-hitting. I bring up serious issues, but there is always a humorous angle. Like the fact that right now, as I'm talking to you, I am completely and utterly braless. Why? One of the books that I read was, because I read a lot of books to research my book, this one, Dress to Kill, the link between breast cancer and bras. Now, it's a great title, but uh, what is really amazing about this book is the compelling evidence it presents of the link between bras and breast cancer. And they 
say the authors that the link is actually stronger than that between smoking and lung cancer. Wow. Sadly, mainstream cancer groups haven't accepted this, pointing to just one study done in 2014 showing no link with no control group and which only looked at postmenopausal women in whom the damaging effects of bras were much weaker. Then some of my friends thought I was completely nuts to turn down mastectomies and go for lumpectomies when I had breast cancer. I'm happy with my decision, but who knows, maybe my tombstone will read, here lies CJ Grace because she refused to lop off her boobs. Nevertheless, breast reconstruction can cause all kinds of problems. Many women now choose to go flat after mastectomies as breast implant illness is very real. Nicole Deruda's Facebook support group for breast implant illness, for example, has more than 170,000 members to date. And that's despite a biased new industry-funded study that tries to imply a big factor is that the women who complain about breast implant illness are just neurotic. Seriously, that study is so bad that it's good in a Monty Python kind of way. The five-year survival statistics for early-stage non-metastatic breast cancer are close to 100%. That's pretty good. But that being said, cancer is a crapshoot. I'm not a doctor, so I'd never want to tell someone else how they should deal with their cancer. But that didn't stop people from bombarding me with unsolicited advice. Some insisted that the chemo and radiation I underwent was toxic and wouldn't work. Others declared that the alternative therapies that I chose to do as well were pure quackery. Did I make the right decisions? All I can say is, to quote Monty Python, I'm not dead yet, and I still have the Spamalot badge here, right here to prove it. So I'm CJ Grace, author of My Wild Ride, How to Thrive After Breast Cancer and Infidelity, and I'd like to thank you for inviting me to speak at this global breast cancer conference today. Thank you so much, CJ. You are hilarious. Thank you so much for your sense of humor. And thank you so much for being transparent and sharing your story. Our next speaker, she could not be here tonight. So I'm going to read her bio and then we'll have a video of her speech. Our next speaker is Cheryl Putterman. Cheryl is the founder and CEO of Nourishment Vitality. Cheryl is an international trained and certified mind-body nutrition. The video of her speech. And Our next speaker is Cheryl Putterman. Cheryl is the founder and CEO of Nourishment Vitality. Cheryl is an international trained and certified mind body video of her speech. She is also an expert in stress relief management, conscious relationships, and nutritional psychology. Cheryl is an author and internationally acclaimed speaker. Cheryl is the World Women Conference and Awards chapter leader in Israel and international grassroots chair. Having worked on three continents, Cheryl understands the tremendous importance to have the correct strategies, structure, and systems in place to ensure the ecosystems provide a healthy environment. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our next speaker, Cheryl Porterman.
We cannot hear it, Gigi. Okay, we're having technical difficulties. I don't think we'll be able to hear Cheryl. You want to try again, Gigi? We just want to proceed to the next speaker. We're going we to can go ahead and move to the next speaker. There seems to be a technical issue. Okay, we'll go ahead and move to the next speaker. Our next speaker is Tamara L. Hunter. She is the president and co-founder of CB4L.org which is Chemo Buddies for Life, a 501c3 nonprofit with the mission to end isolation during diagnosis, treatment, recovery, and the new normal life due to cancer and now COVID. CB4L.org just held their third annual Giving Tuesday 36-hour streaming live Giveathon. The, the Tour of Love is now a weekly show airing on E360 TV every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific Eastern Pacific time. Sharing the message of and benefiting CB4L.org. Tamara L. Hunter won the first Next Global Impactor competition on August 30th, 2019, which was a competition that looked for people who were ready to take their message, cause, or mission to impact the world. A two-year title, Tamara has been actively working to change how we face cancer and COVID throughout the world. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our next speaker, Tamara L. Hunter. Thank you very much. I'm very excited to be here. And I will say, that, like Lindy, that she says the cancer. Well, when I went through mine, I called it a duck. And yes, I love humor. However, I love humor, hope, heart hugs, and a whole lot of love. You see, when I went through my the duck I was not the first one in my family. I, it was not my first rodeo. I had been through the exercise, unfortunately, with my grandfather, my hero, my brother, and my daughter by the time I got that call. Now, I called it a duck because, you see, when I went with my daughter to the clinic to get her testing done, well, the technician recognized me when I went in for mine. And she said, you know, if it acts like a duck and squawks like a duck, it most likely is a duck. So I went around telling everybody I had a duck. Well, when I showed up for my very first treatment for the duck, well, I thought I was ready. Like many others, like Michelle, yeah, I'm a Girl Scout proud of it. I had lists and I followed them all. Well, the one thing I wasn't ready for was a near-death experience with my medicine. It can happen but the nurses and the doctors were ready. Well, I woke up and I realized my face was on fire and I couldn't open my eyes. Well, I woke up because someone was asking me if I was okay in that chair, in that room, that very first day of treatment. And you know what? That person was the daughter of who became my very first buddy. And together, together, we traveled our healing journey. And what I'm here to share with all of you is that healing through connections is real. There's science that proves it. In fact, it's so real that, okay, picture this. I'm in the chair 
And I, being the Girl Scout that I am, I had already shaved my head. You know, it wasn't my first rodeo. I didn't even cry when I found out I had a duck. It was like, okay, I got a duck. I got to get the list together. I'm going to get my stuff together. They put me in the corner. I fell asleep. I'm good with my duck. Well, when I wake up and then they take care of things, all of a sudden I realize there's this person in the room that was looking for her first class seat. <laughs> yes. And later I find out that she learned English by Lucy Ricardo. And so she had that kind of personality larger than life. She would carry a roll on bag to prove the point that she deserved that first class seat mindset. It's incredible how that works. Well, then our doctor noticed all of this. The nurses noticed all of us and they started saying, okay, here they come. Double trouble. But they didn't tell us to our face. We were also known as the party bus. Whoa. Well, okay. So it was time to graduate. Yeah. Let's fast forward a little bit. We were having fun every three weeks because we had a protocol that we showed up. Mine was for a year. However, we were buddies. I didn't graduate in a year. I graduated when my buddy did. That's what you do. And so a year and a half later, we decided we weren't going to run out. <laughs> we weren't going to ring a bell. Nothing wrong with that. That's exciting, empowering. However, we were from Southern California. What do you do? You have a luau. Yeah, maybe that's in an island somewhere too. But you know what? Southern California, we had the Beach Boys. And so our nurses, they got it all ready. We brought in the luau. And we had our graduation. Well, then a half an hour or half a year later, my nurse, she, she stopped me and she said, Tamara, when are you going to do something about this? Because they kept saying, you know, we always know when you guys show up, it's double trouble because you guys showed up and you raised the frequency in the room. Well, she said, you need to do something because one of the people that was at the luau, you see, they showed up in Hawaiian clothes for chemo. <laughs> one of them, the only time they ever saw her smile was that day. And half a year later, she had passed away. And she wasn't the sickest one in the room. She was the saddest one in the room. Buddies matter, people matter, community matters, healing through connections matter. If I can do anything right now, it's to let you know, don't face it alone. You don't have to. Come to CB4L.org. Face it with humor, hope, heart hugs, and a whole lot of love. You'll be glad you did. Thank you so much, Tamara, for sharing your story and being transparent. We really appreciate you. And I definitely love being on these platforms with you. Good to see you again. Our next speaker is Dr. Nuenko. She's a medical director. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our next speaker, Dr. Nuenko. Thank you so much, Dr. Lakeisha. Thank you, Gigi Sabat. Thank you, uh, the other co-host, um, Sorry, I forgot, uh, Rodney and all the powerful, beautiful women that have spoken before me. And um, what I want to emphasize is self-care. We are all busy women, professionals, and that's where I was, you know, taking care of patients. And I just uh, felt like I just kept working, doing everything. And then all of a sudden, my husband said, Oh, I want, I want to switch our insurance. I said, hold on, I haven't had my mammogram. 
And the reason I hadn't had my mammogram was that the guidelines changed. They said you didn't have to do your mammogram every year. You could do it um, every two years. And so the year 2013, I skipped my mammogram because of course the main reason wasn't because the guidelines changed because I was busy. So that was my excuse. And so um, that's how I got the diagnosis. I've been doing self-ex exams, I missed it. And boom, there came the diagnosis. And of course, my world came uh, crushing down. It was very unexpected. It like caught me on <laughs> my blind spot. And, um, and so I was very um, fearful, very nervous. And, um, and I had to seek care. And I just wanted to rush through it so I can get back to work. And of course, I was slowed down. I now had to take the role of the patient. I had to sit down and wait for my son to be seen and everything. And I couldn't think straight. And my husband had to step in and he was like, let's get a second opinion. And I think that that really uh, played a key in my treatment because uh, we now thought, um, you know, I live in Nashville. We now had to go to uh, Mayo Clinic, Rochester. And uh, at my age, uh, I was diagnosed at the age of 50 and the kind of cancer I had was supposed to be not that aggressive and it turned out to be a very aggressive tumor. And they, uh, at that time, the uh, oncology offices were not doing routine oncogenetic testing and they did that at Mayo Clinic and they said I had to absolutely have the, uh, an aggressive chemotherapy regimen. And uh, so I had to go through and I was like, oh, I don't want chemo. I see what people go through. Um, but I had to go through it. I had to go through chemo uh, before surgery, radiation, and other adjuvant therapy. What really helped me was my village, my global village. Those who held my hands up when I was weak. I wasn't as strong as all the powerful women that have spoken before me. I was very um, anxious, fearful, crying, negative mindset. Why would this be happening to me? Lord, I really can't understand what, what you're doing. You know, I, I kind of felt uh, uh, very negative, but I tried to stay encouraged by God's word. And Philippians 4, 8, um, uh, said, no, 6 and 7 said, be anxious for nothing, but by everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request known unto God. And that the peace of God, which passes on understanding, will keep your heart and mind stayed on him. And that was what now started giving me peace. Because I was like, how can I be happy again after breast cancer? And that's why I want to focus my uh, speaking, because there's someone out there who is like me that might have felt negative, might have felt, why would this be happening to me? Why am I having to take this journey? I want to encourage you that there is hope, there is light at the end of the tunnel because I finally found light at the end of the tunnel during COVID, you know, having gone through the treatment and, and people feel like once you've gone through cancer treatment, oh, you should be happy, everything is rosy, life is good, you're a survivor. No, some people still struggle with the feelings of the side effects from the treatment, um, you know, uh, especially young people that go into menopause, you know, it, it drives you into menopause, all the treatment, um, difficulty with intimacy, fogginess. And I had to deal with all that as a physician, feeling foggy, forgetful. I'll go out to get something from my car. I will come back three times. I can't remember what I went to pick up. I will have to say pen, pen, pen until I get got outside my car, picked the pen and came back into my car. So all those things you know, made me feel so sad and depressed. But 
one thing that really changed for me was my mindset. I came in contact with a mindset coach during uh, COVID. And I started to reframe my thinking and realize that everything that in every adversity we find ourselves in, that there is something good that can come out of this. And what is the good that came out of this for me was that I realized that bad things happen to everyone. I was, there's nothing special about me that, why shouldn't it be me? You know, like somebody else said. And so I now started, you know, consciously going out of my way to help other people who were diagnosed with breast cancer. And that has really brought me joy, helping people through that journey. And because of the side effects that I had from chemo, I had gained so much weight. And I started trying to eat clean and I lost 45 pounds. Out of that adversity came the book that brought out of that, the last weight program, uh, weight loss program you will ever uh, need. And I, I was able to launch that last week and became number one uh, Amazon bestseller. And I, I felt like, you know, I'm helping people with cancer. Now, you know, I need to write that book for them to know that, to, to make sense of their journey, to make sense of their journey. I, I, and I'm, I'm still thinking about how I'm going to title that book, but making sense of the journey. And one thing that has helped me was gratitude, showing gratitude um, for the things that um, we are dealing with um, because I could have been dead by now. The, the diagnosis that had given me was that the tumor was very, very aggressive, very rapidly growing because I had missed the mammogram only one year. And by the time they found this mass, it had grown so much. So gratitude that I'm still here, I could have been six feet under. Gratitude that along the way, I've been able to help other people uh, be able to make sense of their journey. Gratitude, the sense that um, the chemo that I went through, it worked even though it was rough, but I came through without uh, side effects from the chemo. Gratitude that I had a family that was there supporting me. Uh, my church family stepped in because my husband works overseas. He would come in for one month and he would go out one month. And so while he was out, I had my family, my church family, take me to my chemo vis, um, uh, treatments, uh, cook for me, provide meals and, and things like that. So there's a lot of things that uh, we, uh, we can be grateful for. So good can come out of our journey. Yes, it's a tough journey. Uh, I didn't choose this journey, but this journey chose me out, sought me out. And so I'm going to make the best out of this journey. I'm going to make sure that I, you know, my life impacts as many people as I, I come in contact with. And that is what we should look at wherever we have adversity. What is the purpose? Learn the lessons and be of help to other people. So thank you so much, Gigi, and everyone that has put this uh, together, um, that we can um, you know, together make sense of our journey and uh, reach out to other people. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Dr. Nwanko. We're having technical difficulties. We're trying to pull up Dr. Um, Cheryl's Parliament's video so she can impact you guys as well. I'm not sure we'll be able to do that. But while we're trying to do that, I do want to give a shout out to the sponsors, Ragnay Sinika. She is the founder of World Women's Conference and Awards, Women Entrepreneurs TV, Changemakers Coach and Public Speaker. Michael D. Butler, he is the CEO of Beyond Publishing, book publisher, global speaker, media coach. 
Daniel Gomez, he's a keynote speaker, corporate trainer, executive coach, confidence architect, and author. Melanie Ake, she is the founder of Everyday Leaders. She is also a professional coach and consulting and a certified John Maxwell team leadership coach. And myself, I am a corporate event planner of Design Events by Lakeisha located in Atlanta. Okay, so we're gonna see if we're able to pull up Cheryl's video. Hello, everybody. It's great to be here with you all. Today, I'm going to be speaking about understanding your nutritional needs in times of crises, stress, and uncertainty. So let's get started. Now, diagnoses of chronic illness of any kind can be a real shock to the system, both mentally and physically. More than enough studies have attested to the benefits of lifestyle changes when dealing with serious life-changing diagnoses. This includes movement, this includes dietary changes and stress reduction. So how can we now start to approach living a new stress-free lifestyle by creating nourishing habits that will serve us well in our new circumstances that may be challenging us or our close loved ones, both physically and mentally? I'm Cheryl Putterman from Israel. I'm the co-founder of Nourishment Vitality, an online health and wellness education platform specializing in stress, anxiety, and holistic weight management. At Nourishment Vitality, we bridge that gap between prevention and stress-induced conditions, and we provide a very first line of defense during times of stress, crisis, and uncertainty. Thank you, Gigi and Ragne, for hosting this important event, which is raising awareness for the many people who are facing real challenges in their lives. Now, let's start by talking about the word nourishing. Yes, it's a popular word in the health and wellness industry. But what does it actually mean to live a nourishing lifestyle? Now, in most cases, when people think of nourishment, they associate it with food. And that's right. It is partly about what you eat and more. One definition of to nourish is to provide with the food or other substances necessary for growth, health, and good condition. Those other substances can include your thoughts, your habits, relationships, beliefs, stress levels, and more. Now, when you understand that nourishment goes beyond what you just eat, you can consciously decide on the steps that you want to create in a healthy lifestyle through moderation. So nourishment is about learning to pay closer attention to all of the ways that you honor and care for yourself. And yes, what I've learned over time, the most balanced approach to living a more stress-free life is moderation. Now moderation, can mean the limiting or overconsumption of certain foods, as well as being able to moderate your thoughts and emotions. It can also mean dividing your attention to focus on areas of your life that nourish you, rather than getting bogged down by habits that may no longer serve you, both mentally and physically. 
So let's take a deeper dive into some of my favorite strategies that have helped many of my clients from all over the world to get started in creating more balance and harmony, leading to less stress, leading to more vitality and nourishing energy in their lifestyles. One of Nourishment Vitality's founding principles is based on the belief that food is not only fuel, but is also medicine for the body. As once stated by Hippocrates, let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food. In today's fast-paced, high-demand world, we have become a culture that is focused on convenience and that includes how we eat. When hunger strikes, it's much easier to open a can or unwrap a package than it is to actually take the time to prepare a fresh and nourishing meal. However, the cost of convenience is not so much the impact on your time or checkbook as it is the impact and difference it can have on your overall health and well-being. Now, good nutrition is all about eating healthy food as close to its natural state as possible for optimum health and optimum well-being. Hallmarks of healthy nutrition protocols include unrefined, unprocessed, organic, and whole foods. The key to healthy nutrition practices lies in consuming natural foods, unprocessed, whole, organic foods, whenever this is possible. You can select a few key suggestions that I will discuss, or you can try them all. The key is to consider your dietary requirements and how to make small yet mighty sustainable changes that you can follow through with. So firstly, finding a balance of high quality foods that you enjoy and incorporate into each meal should be a high priority. Certain treatments, of course, may influence your ability to enjoy certain food groups. Now, this will mean that you may need to test what works best for you, depending on the days and the times that feel best for you. Now, high quality includes foods that are rich in protein, complex carbohydrates, and healthy dietary fat. For example, for protein, I personally enjoy nuts and legumes since I don't eat meat. However, if you are not a vegetarian or a vegan, you can also get high-quality protein from meat, from chicken, from fish, etc., etc. Proteins help you rebuild. And if you notice that you're feeling sluggish or cranky, guys, it's worth looking at your plate to see if you're eating enough. Now, here are some examples of healthy protein options. For example, nuts and seeds, wild-caught fish, grass-fed, raised beef from animals that are not raised using antibiotics or steroids, which can affect your body, quinoa, cage-free eggs, lentils, organic chicken, Greek yogurt, bone broth, tempeh, rice protein powder, spirulina. I do hope that this is giving you some ideas of the many, many options and varieties to build a healthy and nutritious meal plan. Now, let's move on and explore 
complex carbohydrates as another source of energy. I personally enjoy rice and I also enjoy whole grains. Now, if you don't tolerate grains well, you may also enjoy root vegetables, sweet potatoes or legumes. Here are some further examples of healthy complex carbohydrate options, such as brown rice or quinoa or sweet potato or yams, oatmeal, squash, potatoes, beets, whole grain bread. Fruit is also a great way to get those carbohydrates, even though they are simple carbohydrates for the most part. If you eat the whole fruit, you get the simple sugars from the fruit with the fiber, which can actually help you to digest and assimilate even better. And of course, don't forget to add in as many vegetables as you'd like. Vegetables vary in their carb percentage, but it is always a great idea to balance your plate with at least one vegetable. And now for the dietary fat. Don't be afraid. That is not bad. High quality fat is necessary for your brain. If you experience a lot of brain fog, take a look at the fats that you are eating. You can get great sources of fats in avocados, bone broths, olive oil, coconut oils, nut butters, nuts, seeds, and more. So experiment with what works for you. And let me remind you, everything in moderation. You know, food is one of life's greatest pleasures. Have fun with your food, indulge in a treat, and give yourself permission to enjoy your favorite not-so-healthy meals every once in a while. Healthy eating shouldn't only be about deprivation. It's about making smarter and nourishing choices most of the time for sustained success. So fuel well to feel well. Now, in addition, Another couple of pointers to keep ourselves healthy and nourished. Drink adequate water. Depending on your age, your body is made up of anywhere around 55 to 75% water. So drinking water helps you flush out all toxic materials and it also keeps your organs healthy. It can also help to improve your mood. If your patience is low, check your water intake. And try keeping a water bottle on you at all times, sipped throughout the day. Well, see how it goes. Another important tip is managing our sleep patterns. Try to go to bed early and try not to eat right before bed. I cannot emphasize enough how important our sleep is. You know that it's one of the first things that I might ask a client about who is experiencing ongoing fatigue. Don't underestimate just how much you need. And finally, what we have discussed today, these are suggestions and these are guidelines to help you to get started. It's a foundation. Taking on a few Nourishing habit changes at a time is a great approach to avoiding overwhelm with making changes. However, 
for truly sustainable change, we may have to dig deeper to get to the root cause of our symptoms and our habits. At the end of the day, we get to choose on how we live our lives, even if we receive a curveball and challenges along the way. Well, I do hope that this has given you new ideas on how to deal with the stress of facing health challenges on our journeys. At Nourishment Vitality, we are here to help. You can find our website at www.nourishmentvitality.com. We are also all over social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and TikTok. Just search for Nourishment Vitality. Thank you, everyone. Do keep healthy and God bless. Thank you so much for that, Cheryl. Now we'll have exactly. some closing remarks from our co-host, Ragnay Sinikas, then myself, and then we'll have closing remarks from Gigi. Well, what a panel has this been? I think that uh, whoever showed up today, just by showing up, you, you feel that you are so empowered, whether, whether you are fighting with a cancer or not, but I felt that uh, all the information that was given to start with, I think um, all the tips and, uh, and uh, good advice uh, can, be, can be done by anyone at this point. And I think we need to really consider that uh, the way that we uh, feed our, our body, uh, good, good advice to, to get rid of our sugar and, uh, and all the stress, but also how do we feed our uh, mind? And I, this is what I really take from, from today's uh, panel, that uh, the same way that we need to take care of our body, we need to take care of our, our mind. And I wanna thank every, each one of you to, for showing up, for sharing your story, because uh, you definitely changed my life today. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that there is many people that heard your story today and you were able to change, change their life in, in certain ways. Thank you very much. Thank you, ladies. Um, it's always a pleasure being on a platform where women, not only women, but people can be transparent, you know, not being afraid to share their story and talk about their story, because if you impact one person, you've done your job. So I want to thank each and every one of you that has shared your story, the impact that you made today. And I really pray that you continue to make the impact one person at a time. Thank you so much for your time. And thank you so much for blessing us with your story. You ready, Gigi? Can you hear me? Thank you, Dr. James. I, I appreciate you. And thank you to our amazing co-host, Ragnar Sinikas, as well. And thank you to our amazing speakers. And thank you all for listening in today and for being with us today. Now, you all heard from amazing speakers today. And they are a walking testimony that you can overcome. You can get through any challenge that you face in your life. Always remember to never give up. We've all faced our challenges. I've been there. I've been there as well. And just like each speaker in this room today, you get back up and you keep up the good fight. And as Dr. Nuanko said, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Hold on, 
Hold on. I'll say it again. Hold on. Hold on to faith. And what is faith? Faith is believing and having the confidence in the things that we cannot see. You cannot see it. That's why they call it faith. Write that down, ladies and gentlemen. Faith. It truly matters. And no matter what you've been through, always remember that gratitude truly matters. I'll say it again. We've all faced our challenges. But we need to remember, no matter what life gives us, to give more back. Get back up. And remember to keep God first. Whomever you believe in, higher power, Buddha, Allah. And never give up. Keep moving forward no matter what. Take one step. Take it one step at a time. One step at a time. Day by day. And remember, everyone's healing journey is truly unique. You are all the children of God. As God's children, we're called to serve his people. And so it's so important to remember when you show up, show up and serve. Serve others. And remember, gratitude truly matters. And remember, God loves you as you are, whomever you believe in. I'll say it again. A higher power and energy, Buddha, Allah loves you as you are. You do not need to be perfect. Oftentimes, individuals believe that they need to be perfect before they can go to God. No, he loves you as you are. He wants you to come as you are. And he wants to handle your battles for you. You're not alone. You're not alone. Each and every one of the individuals in this room tonight are here to support you. There are other individuals in our community and advocates as well that are there to support you. You're not alone. You're not alone. Keep moving forward no matter what. I'll say it again. Keep moving forward no matter what. And I'll say it again. Keep moving forward no matter what. Thank you. God bless you all and be safe. And at this time, I'll turn it back over to our Master of Ceremonies, Dr. Lakeisha James, to end our event off with a prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Father, for this day. We thank you, Father, for this day that you have made, and we're sealing rejoicing in it. We thank you, Father, for this day that you've made. We thank you for each and every person on this platform that was transparent, Father. We thank you for their strength. We thank you for their courage, Father. And your word said, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. We thank you right now that that weapon was formed, but it did not prosper. These are examples of survivors today, Father. And we have a lot of people on, on this earth that are warriors, Father. We thank you for giving us the strength to move on, Father. Father, to move past life struggles and life journeys, Father. We thank you right now for strengthening us, Father. We thank you for each and every person that was a part of this, this platform, this panel. We thank you for the ones that was watching, Father. We thank you for the ones that was impacted on today from these survivor stories, Father. We thank you right now for what you're doing in all of our lives, Father. We thank you, Father. We give you all the honor, all the praise, and all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you all and be safe. God bless.